Welcome to the Christian Faith Assembly podcast. We are so excited that you joined us today. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at CFA Hope. Also, get more information about small groups, events, and service times at CFAHope.com. Now let's prepare our hearts and minds for a powerful message. Today will be a day that you will remember the rest of your life. I feel a sweet presence right now. It's an honor to be here. Pastors Manny Adrian, thank you so much for having me here. Bishop, thank you so much for having me here. Some of you might not know who I am, but you're going to find out in a minute. My longing is just to be a son of God because I work for my father. Before I start getting into what the Lord spoke to my heart, I want to encourage the brother in the back of the sound booth. You said, what was your name? The Lord highlighted you, man. I was walking out. I saw you cleaning something up. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, he calls you Mr. Fix-It. And um, and it's, it's something the Lord is about to do, a brand new thing in your life. Because I saw you looking at systems and fixing things. And I see you working. The Holy Spirit said you work with your hands. And, and uh, let me ask you a question. It might not make sense, but... Do you do stuff with cars by chance? You what? Come on. The Lord's about to do a brand new thing in your heart, brand new thing in your life because you've been faithful in that which is little. You're going to start to experience his presence unlike you ever have before. As you continue to be faithful in the little things, the Lord is going to make you faithful in much. Because your spiritual calling is always, it's like a shadow of your what you do on the earth. So part of working and fixing things, you're going to literally help bring people into their destinies. Cars represent assignments. Cars represent destinies. And you're going to step into a place where you're going to give supernatural wisdom to people. And things are going to start to really ramp up in your life literally within the next couple of months. But even by the time that August turns around, the Lord's going to do amazing things in your life in August. And I feel I see like August 25th for something. (laughs) August the 25th is your birthday. Thank you, Lord. So even by August the 25th, God's going to really redirect some things in your life and your gift will make room for you because you made room for the one who gave you the gift in the first place. So continue to be faithful in that which is another man's and the Lord will make you faithful in much in Jesus' name. An open portal's here. Thank you, Jesus. The sister that's playing, can can you play some background music for me? My God, that's anointed stuff you flow in. That, what do you think, babe? I'm telling you. You are a blessing. What's your name again? Christy. Wow. 
That's what I'm talking about. Christy, Jesus, God's got an amazing call in your life, girl. It's amazing, amazing, amazing thing that he's given you. Things are about to ramp up even in your own life. This Lord's going to start developing you so strong in the prophetic side of your gifting. There's going to be prophetic songs that are going to come from you through in the secret place. Continue to put your face towards him because many will try and distract you from what you're called to do. Many will try to come to you and just get, get you involved in something good, but it's not right. Because, see, the thing is, when you are anointed, when you have a gifting, the enemy wants you to just move off the trajectory just a little bit. But you're not going to. Because you have a heart of worship. You're a heart of worship. The Lord's going to give you a new song. A new song to sing. 2018 is the year that he's literally... I see you walking into a new realm unlike you've ever been before. Your gift will make room for you. Jesus is Lord. My name is Scott Neri. Some of you, who does not know me? Anybody does not know me? All right, a few of y'all, okay. I've been in ministry roughly around now. This is my 26th year of ministry. I was bivocational most of those years. When I was bivocational, it means I had another job, and I worked in the NFL. I worked with the Carolina Panthers. I worked in the NHL. I worked in NASCAR. I was a pit crew trainer. I was also a chaplain. I've done a lot of stuff with pro sports. I know most of the pro athletes in Charlotte because I was the one that was actually their, their therapist and their trainer. I was the one that helped them out. And I'm also a Krav Maga instructor. Does anybody know what Krav Maga is? It's Israeli self-defense. So I can kill you and raise the dead at the same time. <laughs> but that ain't going to happen today. <laughs> and um, the ministry we have has got quite an unusual name to it. And and when I tell you the name to it, some of you are going to might, you might chuckle, but I think it's a great name because it's a name that was birthed in the presence of God. The name that our ministry is called, literally, it's only a year old. It's called 420 Fire. Yeah, that's right. There ain't no high like the most high. 420 Fire. It's based on 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. And what took place, I had a, a visitation with Jesus. Now, there's a lot of people that say they have visitations nowadays. Everybody sees Jesus. But I'm telling you, when you really see Jesus, things change. So in December of 2016, I had a radical encounter with the Lord. Uh, the Lord wakes me up about 3 o'clock in the morning, and I go downstairs to pray. And as I'm praying, he walks into the room. I don't know if I f I'm asleep or if I'm in a dream. I don't, I don't know. that. That's an in-between state. Hey, Sheree. It's in that between place, and, and the Lord, King Jesus, walks into the room, and he looks just like the painting that the Russian girl, Akiana, painted of him. And um, he came up to me, and he says, Scott, I told you to preach the gospel in all the world. I said, Lord, I've gone to six countries in the last four months. I'm trying my best. I was going all over the place. But he smiled, and this is what he said. 
but you haven't touched the 50 states of the country you live in now. He says, for now, and I want you to view America differently. He goes, I'm the one who sets the borders and I'm the one who divides the nations. I now want you to view each and every state as its own country. And I want you to go to 50 of those countries and I want you to partner with churches and raise up Holy Ghost activation hubs. Get my people equipped in understanding how to operate and walk in the gifts of the Spirit for the sole purpose of reaching the lost. And through a grassroots movement, America shall be saved from the inside out. And he says, Scott, I want you to call it 420 fire. I said, 420 fire? Why, Lord? That's my first question. Why? He says it's based on 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20. The kingdom of God is not just a bunch of talk, but it brings them my power. And he says, Scott, it's a name that will cause people to stop and ask why. And evangelism is simply loving people until they ask why. So I get up from that radical encounter with King Jesus and I step out. I did not know what to experience. Look, I, I did not have a fancy upbringing. I was, I'm a son of a coal miner born in southern West Virginia. Grew up in the side of a one-bedroom shack on the side of a mountain. Everything I encountered and experienced in my life, I had to fight for. I had to scratch and crawl. I had to go for it. I could not slow down. But the thing is, God did not consult my past to decide my future. He called me. He's calling you. The Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. That really means this. Many are called, but few make the choice to follow. So I stepped out, and a year later, we are now in 36 states. We have close to 130 groups in the United States. We are in Canada. We're in the Bahamas. We are in Egypt. We're in India. We're in Ecuador. We're in Sweden. We're in Pakistan. We're in the Philippines. And... There's no way that could have happened just by me, let me tell you. But what they featured us in Charisma Magazine, the Elijah List. What happened when God breathes on a mandate and he gives you one, that's when you get momentum. So you cannot have momentum until you have a mandate. And the mandate has to come from him. Many of the plans of a man's heart are best to the Lord who shall direct his steps. The Lord gave me a, a theme for 2018 and he said Scott wherever you go I want you to preach that this is the year of the warrior to rise you know there's a difference between a whiner and a warrior you know Jesus is the wonderful counselor he's not the wonderful coddler a spiritual warrior is literally someone who literally encourages himself in the Lord when no one else will. There's a place in God that he is raising up people of God to step into their identity as sons of God. Romans 8, 19 says, All creation is groaning and eagerly waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. So the Lord said, Okay, I want you to focus and talk about the year of the warrior. And he gave me a scripture that I always read it wherever I go. I was just in uh, last weekend, I was in Florida with my friend Jennifer LeClaire. She's a powerhouse in the spirit. And I preached this, this whole concept, what God's doing. He's raising up spiritual warriors. So I'm reading Proverbs 21, 22, but I, I'm reading from the Passion Translation on this one. A warrior filled with wisdom 
ascends into the high places and releases regional breakthrough, bringing down the strongholds of the mighty. A warrior filled with wisdom ascends into the high places and releases regional breakthrough, bringing down the strongholds of the mighty. Let me tell you, my friend, there's quite a few strongholds in Charlotte, wouldn't you not say? And what happens when the warriors rise up, the Bible says that we're going to release regional breakthrough. See, it's not hard to win a city. It's not. What's the challenge is getting churches to work together. I don't have to even pray for the city anymore. I have to pray. The Lord said in Luke 10, 2, he says, pray that the Lord of the harvest send forth laborers because the city's already ripe. It's ready. Charlotte is ripe. It's ready. So what we are called to do is pray. Lord, send us people that can literally unite in the spirit so we can walk in an acts chapter 2 chapter 1 chapter 2 mentality of being in one accord so therefore that we can flow in the power hello somebody so part of releasing regional breakthrough is to demonstrate the kingdom our foundation scripture of our ministry first corinthians 420 the kingdom of god is not just talk you should encounter the presence of god you should experience something every time the lord does something in your life Brother in the back in the black shirt says, Jesus, hat. I see he calls you a Matthew. That's your name. I asked my associate TJ to look up the name Matthew. It means gift of God. The Lord says you're a gift and you need to know it. See, the enemy's biggest objective is to change your self-portrait. He doesn't want you to see yourself as wise. He doesn't want you to see yourself as somebody. He's literally, you've always been a second fiddle. But the Lord's about to do a brand new thing in your life. He's giving you the spirit of wisdom and counsel. Because you're a gift of God. And he's starting to say, he says, my Matthew, my gift, he calls you. He says, it's time to step into who I've created you to be. I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. I knew you. I knew everything about you. And on the day of February the 6th, the Lord smiled. Is that something in your life? Come on, man. Jesus. On the day of February the 6th, the Lord smiled when he created my gift he calls you. But he says, will you follow me or will you just follow someone else? Follow me, he says. Do not surround yourself with people that will literally get you sidetracked. He goes, listen, I am calling you forth to be around men of God. Men of God. You have many distractions that might come your way. The enemy doesn't want you to step into the assignment that God's created you to do. The Lord will use you. I see music and stuff like that. It's going to be amazing in your life. Man, I feel, I feel like this whole music thing's in this whole house. Matthew, it's time to flow in the power of God, brother. Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? All right, it's time to let him out then. It's time to be the gift that God made you to be. The Lord's called you out. He sees you. 
You're about to enter in a brand new season, my gift. My Matthew, my gift. You're about to enter in a season that you're going to feel like you're living in a dream. No more will you be second fiddle. <laughs> but keep your heart pure before him. Don't give in to the, the wiles of the devil, the distractions of other things. Because the Lord's calling you out this morning. He loves you with an everlasting love. My gift he calls you. Praise God. Give Jesus a hand. I had notes written for this morning what I was going to preach on. I feel like the Lord just threw me a curveball just now. You got to be led by the Spirit. You cannot be led. Sometimes, you know, that's the thing. I can plan many of the plans of a man's heart, but the Lord directs the steps. You got to go with it. So he, he says, Scott, I want you to, to turn to Matthew chapter 6. Man, when you were praying in the Spirit and releasing that word, I kept on Every time that you would pray in tongues, I saw like Native Indians. I'm serious. I, I'm convinced you were speaking in a, a Native Indian Choctaw language. I'm convinced. Because every time you would release that, I kept on seeing these Indian chiefs shouting to the heavens. And I saw like the eagles fly. And, and I hear the Spirit say that you're an eagle. You're a prophetic watcher. That's one of the things that God's called you from. I mean, it's again, you you are you are learning how to fine-tune yourself and hearing his voice. And I even hear the word visitation is upon you. And, and the Lord's even gonna visit you. I, I hear the word 3 a.m. 3 a.m. He's gonna beckon you. You said, Brenda, beckon you. Brenda, he shall beckon you. And you will you're gonna literally start to write down the mysteries of heaven. <laughs> Get ready. This is going to be an amazing season for you. Jesus. So in Matthew chapter 6, we know this, verse 9. And I have no notes for this, so I have no idea which way I'm going. We'll find out. In this manner, therefore, pray our Father. You know, the first thing that stands out to me is he says our. What's that denote? It means, it means community. It means we have to work together. To, to, together is how we're going to advance the gospel. We don't advance the gospel by being a bunch of lone rangers. We have to work together. Our Father who in, he in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let me say it again. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then he goes on to give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. He said, pray that the kingdom of God come on earth as it is in heaven. The very term apostle is a term that was used by the Roman military.
Carol, you, you don't know me yet. <laughs> our, our worship leader, y'all know Reggie Sykes? Reggie's our worship leader. Yeah, Re Reggie just keeps his stool up there now. It, you're ministry with me. I pray that what's on me gets on you. Thank you for helping me. The word apostle is a Roman term that they invented. Because what would happen is the Romans would go into a land and conquer it. But what would happen when they would conquer it, they were, they were realizing that they would just go back to the way it was after they conquered it. And they said, no, we want to now make sure that this land that we conquered now becomes acceptable to the emperor. Because wherever the emperor or Caesar goes... We want the place that we just conquered to make him feel like he's just at home. So what they termed is they made a term apostle, which was a, a representative, a sent one, who would literally gather a group of people such as the artisans, the poets, the people who did the construction, people who understood the even the food of Rome and they would actually go into this conquered land and they would bring Rome to this country. And the, the whole thing was, is we are going to transform this land to be like Rome. This is where the term came, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. So the very word apostle, when Jesus said, I'm sending out apostles, he was basically saying, I am sending you out to bring my kingdom. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what the Bible is saying is, is us as believers, we're called to be salt and light. We are called to not just read our environments. We are called to change our environments. What happens when you know who you are in Christ and you let your light so shine among men that they will see your good works, you start to change the environment by being a thermostat and not a thermometer. See, a thermostat sets the, the environment, but a thermometer only reads it. A thermometer only is just interested in, in what everybody else is doing. Hello, somebody. But when you understand that the kingdom is called to come on earth as it is in heaven, what happens now? We are called to change our environment. We're called to change our reality. How do we do that? By letting our light so shine. You know, the Bible says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In heaven are we going to have sickness. In heaven are we going to have poverty. In heaven, are we going to have depression? No, we're not going to have any of that. So why do we live like mere men and accept this? Because we haven't seen the kingdom. The Bible says in Luke 17, 21, that the kingdom of God is within you. It's in your midst. When you understand the aspects of the kingdom, kingdom, king's dominion. King's dominion. You cannot have a kingdom unless you experience a king. And King Jesus is literally who gives you the power to be salt and light. This is what you got to understand as Christians. Do you know you are the most powerful people on the planet? I travel the nation. I travel the world. 
And I feel like sometimes my biggest assignment as pastors is, is literally just to wake the church up to know who they are. Because if you knew who you are, you wouldn't walk around discouraged. You wouldn't walk around feeling like you're baptized in lemon juice. You won't do that. You're going to start to know who you are in the kingdom. And when you know who you are, it's only proof that you know who he is. See, he says, let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let me explain something to you. Do you think all the sinners in Charlotte are jumping up and down this morning because you're in church? I passed nine churches up and down this strip. No. Do you think that, that what all the sinners get happy if you go to a conference? Oh, man, praise God, they're going to conference today. Let's, let's jump up and down and shout. No. What causes a sinner that who does not know God to glorify the, our Father is when you let them see your good works. What's the good works look like? Jesus told us. He said in John 14, 12, the works that I do, you're going to do also. And even greater works shall you do because I go to the Father. He's basically saying, I've given you the Holy Ghost. You guys have seen the gifts of the Spirit already this morning. That's just, that's just a scratch. Gifts are free, but maturity is expensive. Growing in your understanding, your knowledge of who King Jesus is. Listen, you know what true power is? True power isn't me just raising the dead. True power isn't me healing the blind or seeing a deaf person here. That's, that's an aspect of power. But true power is this, when I can love my enemy. True power is when I can love those who do me wrong. But you don't know, Scott, you don't know what they did to me. You don't know what they did to Jesus, don't you? Here he is on the cross, totally naked, whipped to a shred. The Bible says that we couldn't even recognize his humanity. Beards pulled out, face swollen, tongue swollen because he can't drink. He can hardly breathe, and he's up there on that cross in front of everybody. And yet, he's still saying, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what to do. That's power right there. That's where the power is at. The power is literally imitating the Lord. Ephesians 5.1 says to be an imitator of God and walk in love as dear children. Part of imitating God is learning how to walk in love. <sighs> and change our environments. I was on a flight not long ago. And I was sitting beside a couple that were, before the flight took off, they were cussing out each other. They were just fighting before the flight. I'm like, oh, Lord. See, my flesh is saying, man, it's going to be a long flight. Because I'm on the aisle seat. And they're in the middle. And then the Lord spoke to my heart. He says, Scott, just change the environment. So what I did is, see, it's all an act of faith, you know. You change environments by being who you really are. The Bible says, let your light shine. The Bible says that the Lord is called the Prince of Peace, right? The Bible says to put on the whole armor of God, but one of the aspects of the armor of God is our shoes. It's called shoes of what? Peace. 
So we're called to walk in love, right? But what's love look like? It brings peace. So all of a sudden, I'm on this flight, and, and I said, right now, I said, Lord, I just, I take authority over this situation. I just release peace right now. I just release peace. All of a sudden, they went from cussing to asking each other sorry. Now, I didn't even really have to mention a word. I was just was walking. I'm letting my light shine. See, sometimes when you're walking in your authority in Christ, people will manifest on you. See, the whole reason they're cussing each other out is because they're manifesting. Is the light that's in me is causing them to manifest. So sometimes if somebody does you wrong, you're, they're just manifesting. And this is what you got to understand. If somebody starts like yelling at you or cussing at you or, or whatever, or looking at you evil, they're just manifesting because light in you is causing that darkness to be exposed. And this is why you got to continue to let your light so shine. So it's nothing for me to walk in a grocery store and have some demons jeer and growl at me. It's the norm. I've been in church services that people threw punches at me. That's manifesting, brother, let me tell you. Thank God for crowd my God, right? <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was when I pastored in inner city Los Angeles. Anybody from L.A.? I used to pastor right down the street from Crenshaw Christian Center. I was on the corner of Adams and La Brea. Well, I, was, I was, man, I'll tell you. I, I was in crypt territory. We weren't allowed to wear red to church. That's the truth. We weren't allowed to wear red. They'd shoot you, man. It was crazy. But that's where I was learning how to be trained. See, a spiritual warrior sets out to change environments. But in order for your, for your outer environment to change, your inner atmosphere has to first change. What does that mean? That means your perspective of who you are. You know, the Bible says in Colossians 3, 2, set your mind on those things which are above and not beneath. Set your mind on those things which are above and not beneath. This is an easy place to flow in. I'm already like hearing the Lord like crazy. <laughs> Changing the way you see things because literally that's called the renewed mind. The Bible says in Romans 8, 6, to be fleshly minded or carnally minded is, is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You ever heard somebody say, you can be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly, no earthly good? It's a lie. That's not right. When I'm heavenly minded, the Bible says I'm life and peace. What they, should, what they really mean is you should be so, shouldn't be flaky minded. Okay? It means that literally, because if we live from the perspective of heaven, the Bible says that we are seated in Christ. Heaven is my home. I'm just passing through. I'm just passing through. I'm on my way to where he's called me to be. And this is what I'm called to do is while I'm here, I'm an ambassador. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says we are ambassadors of Christ. So if I'm an ambassador from another country, I'm called to bring the reality of my country to this place. The Bible says in Philippians that we're, our citizenship is of heaven. If our citizenship is of heaven and we're ambassadors of Christ, 
we now live by a constitution of the kingdom. The spirit of life has set us free from the spirit of the law of sin and death. And the amazing thing about God is like the kingdom where we come from has a different lifestyle. We flow in love. We flow in power. We flow in an understanding of giving grace. We understand like understanding mercy. Right out here, we've got so many people dying and going to hell, and our job is to literally plunder hell to populate heaven. The Lord was telling me about this amazing ministry this morning as I was praying. He was saying, you do well to reach the community, and you've been doing this for some time. But what he's getting ready to do is he's about to send the Holy Ghost evangelist your way. Power will be resident here. We're going to see signs and wonders going to take place in the community. It's not just, uh, you're going to help people and show them love and, and reach out and to feed and to clothe and everything else. But now you're going to start to transition into heal. You're going to heal the sick, but there's going to be a strong prophetic mantle that's going to raise up. You're going to be literally going out into the communities and, and flowing in words of knowledge. And a, and a word of knowledge is understanding a, a supernatural knowing about someone. Sir, in the corner, I just want to, the Lord wants me to say thank you. He says, thank you for what you did. I see a thin blue line. Were you connected to law or anything? Huh? What, what did you do? Come on, Jesus. The prophetic, sometimes you take risks. As I'm thinking, I'm going to explain something, guys. God speaks sometimes in parables, parabolic things. So you'll see things. You'll see things in the spirit. And when I say spirit, it's almost like you're, you're daydreaming state. But because I pray in tongues a lot. I pray in tongues a lot in private so I can prophesy in public. So sometimes when I, you're just hearing, because I'm processing what I'm hearing, I'm processing what I'm seeing, it's everything works in this manner. But he says, thank you. And as I saw this thin blue line, I saw myself driving in Concord. Now, I don't know if it's, and I turn on Odell Street, Odell Road. It, you, do you, all right, what's Odell? Is that where you live or what's that? You're, what? You're not. <laughs> Wow. Come on, Jesus. Wow. So, okay, I was wondering if that's where you lived or if that was what you... Wow. He just wants me to tell you thank you. Because you... But you've seen a lot. You've endured a lot. You've even had injustice done to you many times. And sometimes the enemies tried to, you know, he wanted to harden your heart towards man. But God's wanting to tell me to tell you this morning that he wants to say thank you because you are a minister. Even when you were doing that, before you retired, you were his servant. You were his minister. And this new season you're about to enter into, God's going to refire you. It's not retire, it's refire. You're going to be refired into a new dimension. ha. <laughs> 
hearing the Holy Ghost, you shall hear him. Lord, use this man of God to heal the sick in Charlotte, in Jesus' name. Where you see yourself is where you'll find yourself. Where you see yourself is where you'll find yourself. The Bible says in Joel 3 verse 10, let the weak say, I am strong. This is faith. Faith calls those things that are not as though they were. It doesn't call those things as I see them. I'm just telling it like it is. No. You call those things that are not as though they were. That's a spiritual warrior. See, a spiritual warrior faces their problems. They don't Facebook them. Can I get a witness in here? Man, he's... So you can... Like I said earlier, you can easily change a city. And this is what we're called to do is to change Charlotte. I believe in ministries partnering together. I believe in that ministries, we need to work together because it's not about a competition. My gosh, I'm so tired of that stuff. If we literally start to grab hands and work together, there's no reason that Charlotte shall not be saved. My spiritual father is Reinhard Bonnke. Anybody heard of Reinhard Bonnke? His clarion call before he passed the torch to Daniel Kalinda was this. America shall be saved. See, in order for America to be saved, we have to see Charlotte saved. And what changes a church is a burning man or burning woman. But what makes changes a city is a burning church. What changes a state is a burning city. What changes a state or a nation is a burning state. We are called to be burning ones full of fire, full of passion for the lost. It's time for us to literally to be people of passion, people who are tired of playing status quo Christianity. It's time to be the gospel with legs. It's time to literally go out and to manifest Jesus. Oh, hello, somebody. I don't know if you heard me. John 14, 21 says, Whoever, if you hear my words and you do them, it shows that you love me. And if you love me, my Father will love you. And we will come to you and manifest ourselves to you. The word manifest means to cause to shine. Shine. And the thing is, when you think of light, and he says, let your light so shine among men, he wasn't talking about a light bulb. They didn't have light bulbs back then. The only part of, of light that they had in a dark place was fire. So what he's basically saying is, let my fire flow through you. So you can go out there and pick yourself up. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Go out and manifest the kingdom. 
What's that look like? Wherever you see somebody with a cane or something, lay hands on them. Believe God for healing. It's our job to love. It's his job to heal. You go out, the next time you go out and you do an outreach, say, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to manifest the kingdom. We're going to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. It's time for us to do this. See, a spiritual warrior is a fisher of men. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 3, 19, he goes, he did not say, come follow me and I'll make you an apostle. He did not say, come follow me and I'll make you an evangelist. He did not say, come follow me and I'll make you a pastor. He did not say, come follow me and I'll make you a prophet. No, what he said is this, come follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. So the closer we get to him, the more we want to fish. See, it's impossible, impossible to me to be intimate with God and not have a heart for the lost. See, what's happening is, is we get raised in church and, and, and we get so comfortable with just playing church. I was listening to a song by Shirley Caesar the other day. Y'all remember Shirley Caesar? Y'all know Shirley Caesar. Called Remember Mama. Y'all remember that song? I Remember Mama. It's talking about how Shirley was out there playing church. But he was, she jumped up, she jumped up and down saying Jesus, but jumped up on the third time and Jesus got a hold of her. And her mama looked out the window and said, she, she ain't playing no more. See, there is a difference between playing church and, and really being the church. So part of being the church, being the gathering of God is literally we manifest the kingdom wherever we go. And this is where your confidence has to come up. It's not about you. It's time to get over yourselves. Every day that I have to manifest Jesus, I have to die to myself. Even Paul said, as amazing as Paul was, he said, I have to die daily. This is the apostle Paul. He said, I've got to die daily. Why? Because the more he died to himself, the more resurrection power flowed through him. You cannot have resurrection power unless you had death first. Everybody wants the resurrection power, but something's got to die in order for resurrection. So dying to self, what does it mean to die to self? When I'm going out to, if I'm in Walmart or if I'm in a mall, and if I'm dying to self and the Lord speaks to my heart, pray for that person, the flesh is going to say, I don't have time. The flesh is going to say, but I don't know what to say. No, when you die to self, it's, it's, it's not no more you. No longer I that liveth, but he lives it through me. That's how you manifest the kingdom. a man at the door passing out. Was that you, brother? Are you passing out? Can you stand up for me? <laughs> you love the Lord, don't you? Yeah, I see that. I'm a child from the 80s, but I was born in the 70s. And uh, there was a song that came out called My Rapper's Delight. 
and the Lord calls you his rapper's delight. Let me ask you, do you rap or anything? Okay, thank you, Lord. Because if he didn't rap, I'm going to feel stupid. <laughs> rapper's delight. You ever heard that song? I said a hip, hop, hip, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah y'all ought to know that one right there. Come on. The bang, bang, boogie, jump up the rhythm, the rhythm of the boogie, the beat. Come on, y'all Y'all know that one in here. See, I like that old school stuff, man. Let's see here. Um, all right, Lord, what does this mean? Okay. So you like to rap, huh? So this is what I... Hear this verse. Let him who stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. And I hear the Spirit say, is that he's going to give you a song of declaration to prophesy to a new generation that they don't have to live like mere men. They don't have to steal no more. They don't have to do the things that they used to. But there's hope. Let him who stole steal no more. And even in your own life, it got, you know, because you have all these hopes and dreams. Sometimes you don't even feel like you're good enough, though. Sometimes you're your worst enemy, bro. You need to stop beating yourself up with that. Because the devil, you've been trying to please men your whole life, son. But a visitation is upon you, my man. Lord's going to start to show you how much he radically loves you. Let him who stole steal no more. That will be a clearing call that you're going to start to bring them out of that. When you start to speak to those who have no hope, you're going to rapture them up to where they're called to be. Yes, my son. I'm calling you deeper into prayer with me, he says. I'm calling you deeper into prayer that you'll start to hear my voice clearer than you ever have before. Because I formed you. I knew you. I know you. And when the enemy tries to lie to your heart and tell you that you're not good enough, I've already qualified you. I'm giving you a song. He will write it. Let him who stole, they will steal no more. Ephesians 4.28. April the 28th. Does that mean anything at all? Come on, Jesus. Jesus, use him. I prophesy that this is the best year of your life you're going to start stepping into. No more. I dispatch the angels of God to work on your behalf to make every crooked path straight and every refuge of things smooth. Son, dream wild. Dream wild. It's going to be amazing. The Lord loves you.
He's so awesome, Lord. But he loves you, man. Bless you. Jesus. He's here. He's here. God obligates himself to the hungry, not the satisfied. It's the hungry hearts that actually cause his attention and his gaze. A spiritual warrior is strong because they take their vitamins. Vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, and vitamin E. Did y'all hear this before? Vitamin A means this, application to the word. Apply it. Know what it says and do it. Whoever hears my sayings and does them, I will tell you who he's like. He's like a man who built a house and laid the foundation on the rock, and he dug deep. So when the storms of life came, it did not fall. But the person who heard my sayings but did not do them or did not apply it built their foundation on sand. And when the, stains, the, sta- the whole storms came, it beat vehemently on the house, and great was the fall of the house. Everything you're hearing this morning, you want to be a hearer and a doer. It's about souls. Don't everybody let anybody fool you. It's always been about souls. Apply the word. Use it when you pray. That's vitamin A. Then you have to do vitamin C. C is commitment to the word or commitment to the Lord. Commitment. The word commitment means a state of being dedicated to a cause and devotion. Commitments, a commitment, it separates whiners from warriors. And you cannot whine and win at the same time. So you might be going through hell. Here's what you do. Just keep going. Just keep going. And understand this, that God's got you. But if you start complaining and whining, and all of a sudden what you're doing, you're agreeing with the devil. You have more faith in the darkness than you do in the light. In the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world, he says in John 16, 33. You're going to have it. If you don't, I would question your Christianity. Everybody thinks you get saved, all of a sudden everything's going to be rainbows, unicorns, and ice cream. It's going to be easy. No, let me tell you, that's when the war starts, brother, let me tell you. When you say yes to Jesus, all hell wants to trip you up. All hell wants to stop you. And this is where you have to say, no, I choose to keep moving forward. Then you start to take vitamin D. Vitamin D is diligence. <laughs> the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six 6 that he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. He's a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. Even Matthew 6, 33 says, seek ye first the kingdom. Oh, we've been talking about the kingdom, right? He says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. But what's the kingdom look like? Romans 14, 17. The kingdom of God is not a meat or drink but in righteousness 
peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Diligent means to go after something with a reckless abandon. It means you're hungry. If you're truly hungry for the Lord, he'll meet you every time. See, what is important to you will always have these three things. I'm about to close in a second. What's important to you will have these three things. Your time, your words, and your money. That's right. Husbands, when you first started dating your wife, she had your time, didn't she not? She had your words. You were probably saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I know she had your money, right? Because I know my wife, she had my money. Which, which I, thank you for being here with me, Marcy. You are my first lady, and I love you. My son, Andrew, I love you, buddy. Come on. My associate at our main headquarters, T.J. Weinkoff, love this guy. This guy can teach, man. Let me tell you, he's an awesome man of God. Thank you for being here, bro. The final vitamins you got to take is vitamin E, endurance. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.3, to endure hardship as a good soldier. How many of you are going through a hard time now? Anybody? You're fighting a fight. Come on. That's a good thing. Struggle is proof that you ain't been conquered yet. Come on now. I used to do a lot of weight training when I was with the Panthers. I still try to stay in shape, but as much as I preach now, I find like I'm just trying to eat less carbs and do more cardio. I'm telling you, preaching on the road sometimes, it made me a little bit, let's just say I was happy last year. Y'all know what I'm saying when I say I was happy last year, but... I was a little happy. I was probably about 25 to 30 pounds happier. So you have to endure hardship. And the thing is, even in the natural, you don't get stronger by taking weight off the bar. You got to put it on. It's the resistance that makes you stronger. Struggle produces strength when you refuse to quit. Struggle produces strength when you refuse to cave in. When you refuse to quit, when you refuse to cave in, struggle produces strength. In a minute, I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to give the back to you. But before I do that, April of next year, 2019, our ministry, along with Jennifer LeClaire, we're going to Israel. If anybody's interested in going with us, I got the details. I don't like giving a lot. Of, I forgot to give the promotions. I mean, it wasn't the right time today anyway. But if you would like to go on this trip, I'd love you to come. It's going to be an amazing, life-changing trip. Lord, pass out your gifts. I thank you, Lord, that this church will be a place known as an Antioch. This place shall be an Antioch that will literally send people all across the land. 
in Antioch of Antioch. I, I see the Lord sending millennials here. And I, I hear the Spirit say, I like, see like a picture of Paul Revere. Y'all remember Paul Revere in history? He was saying the British are coming, the British are coming. Well, I, I hear in the Spirit that the millennials are coming. That, that means younger than me. Because well, they have to come because they have to become and they have to have men of God, women of God here because what's, what the Lord's going to start to do is literally, <laughs> I see God's going to start to make this place a place of um, I just see a lot of music production coming out of this place. A lot of music production. Um, I, I just, I just keep, I keep seeing that. I feel like the Lord's going to have a bunch of amazing giftings that's going to rise up here. And many of you right now, you have a voice. You have something that you, you want to do for the kingdom. You want to do a, you want to do a ministry. But let me explain something to you. Make sure you don't step out until it's time. If you step out before it's time to step into the ministry God's called you, it's going to hurt you. There's a, there's a time and a season for everything. You know, David was anointed to be king at 17, but he didn't get the crown until he was 30. There's a time of preparation. There's a time of pruning because what happens is if you step out too soon, doing a good thing at the wrong time makes it the wrong thing. And this is where you're going to have to, to make sure that you know, that you know, that you know. I don't know why I'm saying this. I feel like somebody has to hear this. You have to know that you know that you know, but you also have to make sure that you have the confirmation of those closest to you as well. There's a peace with it. You know, it's not, not trying to hold you back or anything. It's, it's literally in the mouth of two or more witnesses, let everything be established. Again, they're seeing our ministry where it's at now, but... I launched 425 in my 25th year of ministry. I'm not a novice. The roots were going down deep for 25 years. Then all of a sudden in one year's time, bam. Ma'am? Yeah, 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 it's you, yeah, yeah. Yes, you, yeah, yeah. I saw you. Were you up here dancing or praying? You really stood out to me. The Lord loves your heart. Wow. It's time to run your race to a, just run your race. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. I feel like the Lord is saying, it's time to run even harder. But it's not something that's going to stress you out either. <laughs> See, you got enough on your plate as it is. You've had a lot on your plate your entire life. Even those times that the enemy would like you to make Philly, he, he wanted you to feel alone. And you've struggled with that from time to time. But the Lord's calling you out, honey. He loves your worship. He loves the way that you worship. He's about to start to ramp up your prophetic dream life. 
He'll start to give you dreams of who he's created you to be. All the questions you have will start to cease. Divine connections coming your way. You're celebrated and you're not tolerated. You're celebrated. So run your race. He's going to give you the strength to run it. Do you know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way. 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Does September 24th mean anything? Is that your birthday? Come on, man. Praise God. <sighs> Some of y'all are freaking out right now. If you pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, especially that you prophesy, but again, it just doesn't happen overnight. I just, I've been saying, I've been in this thing 26 years, and I've had to learn how to listen. You cannot listen if you're too busy talking. Some of you just need to be quiet. Be still and know I am God. I want you to stand for me, and I'm going to pass the mic over to the pastors. Father, you see these people. You love them so much. I pray that you would minister to their hearts. And I pray, God, that you would touch them in a powerful way today. And I pray, Lord, that what they encountered, even just seated, having been sit down in their seats, Lord, that they would take it with them. Lord, I pray and prophesy that this will be a house of sent ones, a house of evangelists that will rise up. People of God on a new degree. Pastors, I want you to come over here. Come in front of me. I see the shirt and it's definitely prophetic brother but when I see that the first thing I, I thought of was Star Trek y'all know the theme of Star Trek well what is it come on and that's what I feel like the Lord's about to do with this house to boldly go where no one else has gone. So you got nine churches up and down this, this one strip that I counted. I mean, there's probably a lot more. But in order to change society, we got to do something different because it ain't happening. Can I just tell the truth and shame the devil? Is that all right? So in order for something to change, something has to change in you. In order to have something you never had, you got to do something you never done. the mountain of arts and media and entertainment will be influenced by this church. It's even on you. There's an anointing for you for creative stuff like that. <laughs> you both will start to learn how to write. 
You want to learn? All right, you're going to. I want you to look at all these people. Look at them right now. See them? Look at them. Look at everybody. Okay? You know who they are? They are salt and light warriors. It's time to boldly go where no one else has gone. The Lord's about to give you creative ideas. Don't be afraid to use them. But the main thing this place needs to be and shall be is a house of prayer. A house of prayer. Praying without ceasing. Learning how to prophesy. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a, the gifts of the Spirit are going to ramp up. So in order for the gifts of the Spirit to ramp up, you have to have people that are trained in the Word that can keep everything balanced. But I'd rather have wildfire than no fire. If you're boldly ready to go where no one else has gone before, if you say yes to that, this place will double within a year. I see even equipping conferences taking place here. I see true prophets coming here. I see, I see the evangelists coming, not just to just try and rile up people, but what's going to happen, outreaches will take place together. I see television cameras all over the place. I, not just television. It's going to broadcast. God's going to start to broadcast things. And he's going to equip people. There's a place, this is a house of entrepreneurs. <laughs> Literally over half your congregation will own their own business. A house of entrepreneurs. My God. House of Entrepreneurs. <laughs> A place that truly brings hope and operates out of love. A place where miracles will abound. A place for the spirit of wisdom and counsel and the fear of the Lord is present. A place where people will flock to because they will just see the glory that looks like fire. I want you guys to hold hands for me. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this new season, that they will boldly go where no one else has ever gone, that the prayers that were prayed over 30 years ago shall start to come to pass. The seeds planted, the roots have been going deep for some time, and this is that which will start to manifest. And literally, a new generation with the old will actually come together and work stronger together, will flow together in power. The Lord is restoring the hearts of the fathers to the children, the children to the fathers. This will be a place that is not only cross-cultural, but cross 
generational, multi-generations shall be here. In the name of Jesus, may the fire of God be flowing in this house. Lord, send the millionaires here to finance this mission. All of those who believe, out of curiosity, if you feel like you're called to be an entrepreneur, raise your hand. I want to see that. If I, Raise your hand. Look at that. That's the majority of the congregation. So be it unto you according to your faith. So be it unto you according to your faith. Young man in the back, you raised your hand. God's going to use you in design. Is design all over you. God's going to use you in design. What kind of business do you want to do? <laughs> so be it in Jesus' name. Father, I bless this congregation. I, I honor them. Thank you, Lord, for them honoring me. And I speak increase, and I pray that they'll let me come back again. In Jesus' name. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control.